Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, August 24, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? What we have is a very, very narrow ranging day. I don't know if you can see today's candle. It's extremely small. The high today was 448.54, and the low was 447.42. We'll just call that 11 S&P handles from high to low. It's a very narrow ranging day. The market didn't do anything. Why is that? Well, we can lay it off on the summer doldrums. That's item number one. Item number two is we can also lay it off on we're waiting on Kabuki vacation. Now, I realize it's a virtual vacation, and what we're talking about is the Federal Reserve Jackson Hole powwow type of thing that's going on. Well, at the end of the day, or I should say at the end of the week, I believe Chair Powell is going to give some kind of a speech. He's going to give some kind of indication on what the Fed's going to do going forward. They do this every month anyway, but Everybody's waiting with bated breath. Whether or not the market waits until Friday and trades sideways doing nothing before then just treading water, we don't know if that's going to happen, but it certainly can happen. The fact that we're waiting on Kabuki coupled with the summer doldrums in the latter part of August, it certainly is on the table. We don't know, but it's on the table. So what else do we have on the daily chart, right? What's jumping off the page? But what left the page, which we're going to get back to, is the 448.90 to 450.25. Now, again, remember the high today happened to be 448.54. Now, one more word on where this number or this zone comes from. It's a combination of using mathematics, a number on the chart, the SPY, the SPX, and coming out with the number. But the reason why I bring it up again, which is interesting, they came up a few pennies short in the big scheme of things of 448.90 today. Well, you have to consider, and this is the weird part, that the SPY pays a quarterly dividend. Now, the number I used was all the way back from the past. It was an important low in the market. So the market's been paying, or the SPY has been paying dividend quarter after quarter for years. The SPX cash index has no dividend attached to it, so I'm using both numbers from both indices coming out with the number 448.90 to 450 and a quarter. So we have to assume, on one hand, there's going to be some what we'll call slippage, whether it comes up short or it spikes it through as a result of the dividend coming out of the stock, which means in reality, it should be a higher price. All that's possible. I'm just bringing out the data, putting it on the table. The title on the video tonight was schematic related. What's the schematic going to look like in the short run? That's really what I want to discuss tonight. We can't pick apart the charts because the market didn't move today. They're eating time off the clock around the highs. There's nothing we can do with that short of 448.90 to 450.25 and some kind of sign or signal of a trend change. Where do you find those? In the course, Lazy E-mini Trader. Slipped it in like butter. So we're back to the schematic and here's the thing. I'm going to say a few different things and then we're going to tie them together. We're coming into another important time frame 
in terms of timing, the month of September, a specific point in time in September. And guess what? I mentioned a little bit about it last night. I'm going to narrow it down a little bit tonight. I'm not giving you a date. It doesn't really matter if there's a date, what the date is. It's kind of a zone of time. There's a method to the madness. Stay with me. It'll become clear. Put that on the back burner just for a second, and I want to go back to the Afghanistan debacle. It's hard for me to get this one out of my head. Like many of us out there, we're either directly involved from being a veteran or at least one or maybe even two derivatives removed from a veteran that's very, very close to us or someone in active service. Again, we're not making this political at all. There's really not a lot of debate whether or not we should have left Afghanistan, whether or not now, or a long time ago. That's not the issue. The issue now is what's going on over there. I'm not even going to discuss who's responsible. It doesn't matter. What matters is that there are people there that shouldn't be there, that should be elsewhere other than Afghanistan, and they're stuck, they're trapped. It could be, as been described, a hostage situation. There's Americans over there. We don't leave people behind. If something tragic happens, America's going to wake up, believe me. Hence, my next point. We're coming to the anniversary of 9-11. The Taliban has a deadline at the end of August for all Americans to have left. Or maybe the deal is, or their deal as they see it, the occupation, which really is the American military. They're crazy people over there. What if they start doing something crazy after August 31 or on or after the anniversary of 9-11? That's keeping me up at night. Here's where you're inside my head. It's a dangerous place to be. We're going to tie it all together. Right, wrong, or indifferent, this is where I'm at. Let's kind of narrow it down. And better yet, let's package it up. This is what I think is going to happen. Market's going to go back and forth like it always does. Not going to go in a straight line up. It's not going to go in a straight line down. Here's the deal. Between now and let's just say the second week, maybe third week of September, we're going back and forth. But there's a window in there where I'm thinking, I'm kind of looking for the market to get up into the zone. Let's just call it 450. They get up there, even if they spend a couple of days at it, above it, just below it, somewhere in that neighborhood, it's going to get up in the zone. And around that time, if it begins to fall away from that zone, and we see one of those signals that constitutes a market reversal, it will start from shorter-term charts, of course, and begin to morph onto other longer-term charts. If all that takes place in terms of the price that's been on the board for quite a while, not only has it been on the board for quite a while, but I mentioned it months and months ago also. It just didn't seem even possible back then. The market will always do what is seemingly the impossible. So net-net, if we get up into that zone and the market begins to turn away back down from that zone in that time frame, let's just call it week two slash week three of September, I would say, watch out. If the sentiment begins to change, if the Afghanistan thing actually begins to materialize in what seems to be a very, very 
negative way and we'll leave it at that. I'm hoping I'm wrong, obviously. It's bothering me. This is my schematic. I thought I would bring it forward. You're inside my head. It's a dangerous place to be. Take it or leave it. I beat to my own drum. There was obviously nothing going on inside the numbers today. The market was flat. It didn't do anything. But what I'll do is just scroll up. You can pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts to double check the work. Either way, I just want to show what was in the notes every single day as a general rule. It's how I roll. Here were stocks on the move. We're going to take a look at the charts of PLD, AZN, which is AstraZeneca, and Pfizer, PFE. The others didn't hit their numbers. We'll start from the bottom today with Pfizer. It didn't work in terms of the first number. It was the second number. They bounced off the second number. They never really got below the second number, but they hung out for a cup of coffee and never really got off the dime. We're going to call it a crappy hors d'oeuvre. The market was so slow today that only a select few things were moving. If it wasn't in the momentum camp today, it was just dead as a doornail. AstraZeneca, AZN, which is similar but different to Pfizer, 5812 was the number, little bit of a trim at the open. They come into the number, finally turn around and go back in the other direction. Certainly nothing earth shattering, but a base hit nonetheless. Prologix, PLD, it was a late addition. I put it on the board after the open when it was identified, along with SJM, which didn't hit its number. Came close, didn't hit it though. This one did a Macarena. You see what happened here. The low in this candle was 130.84 against 130.78 entry. They had a really nice rally away. Little bit of a quick rocket ride. Would have been a nice base hit and then some, maybe like a stand-up double. They finally came back into the number. I'm not paying attention at this point. The number was off the board based on how they did the Macarena. And you could see by the end of the day, they bounced back and forth, but they settled pretty much right on the number, telling you that that number is important. What does that tell you? The numbers work. What's going on over in Camp IWM? We've still got resistance, maybe slightly above, but we've still got resistance at the same spot, 225.50, that we had before. Now, they did come back down and recock the weapon one more time. So they can certainly go through that area. However, they still have to get to that area. They're coming from afar, which means if they got there sooner than later, for example, if the next day or so the market, meaning the IWM, was up at 225.50, Coming from around 210 in four or five days, you would still find overhead resistance, 225.50, 226. Remember, there is a pivot high over here. The reason that high over there, 226.89 is there, is because the market was telling you that that particular price is important. So if it got there without eating time off the clock underneath for any period of time, it should still be overhead resistance in between 225.50 and let's just say 227 for argument's sake. Let me just really quickly explain the difference in what I just described versus another scenario. Let's say the IWM didn't come all the way down here the other day, but just came back down to retest 217.67 and then it started up again and had a couple of big days. I wouldn't have had the same conversation about 225.50 that we just had. 
It was the fact that they went a lot lower. Now they're coming from a lot farther, which means that the market's going to run out of gas. It always runs out of gas. doesn't have to run out of gas indefinitely. just runs out of gas depending on how far it's coming from. There's only so much gas in the tank. Think of it this way. We'll do a little analogy. We're taking a ride. We have a full tank of gas. We can go from here to here on the tank of gas. Now, we take a trip and we get almost there, but we realize we forgot to pick something up. We got to go halfway home, pick something up. While we're there, we regas the tank because we're right across the street from a gas station. Now we have a full tank of gas. Guess what? We can go higher. There's your ABC pattern. Now, let me do it again, but slightly different. Full tank of gas from here to here. We go up, we come back all the way down. Now we go up again. How far can you go? You still have one tank of gas. How far are you going to go without eating time off the clock, consolidating, digesting, all those terms, all those terms that technicians use, they're all valid. It's the way the market takes a break, it regasses, and it starts up again. It's either going to do that or fall back away, and that in lies a rejection. It's another way to look at the same stuff we talk about every single day. It's all in the spirit of learning. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Anything material here? 14760 They tried to get above it today, and they did get above it, but they fell back down, and they closed near the lows. It was a very narrow day, just like the SPY, And when that happens, and the volume was average, but a little bit lighter than average, but the narrow day doesn't give us new information. We don't have a lot of participation to draw information from. Net-net, no change from yesterday. What's going on with the melt-up folks in Silicon Valley? That's right. The queues are in the midst of a melt-up operation. Let's point something out that should display again, and once again, No accidents or coincidences in the market. The high today was 374.99 against a fat number of 375. Were there traders looking to exit a trade above 375? Probably. Were there traders looking to short the market above 375? Probably. Were there traders that got screwed by it going to 374.99? Probably, which is why Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate Crew gets involved in the first place. No new information on the queues. They're at new highs. They're in no man's land. They're going to keep going up until they don't. The trend is your friend until she throws you off the balcony. The XLF. Here's what we can say, and it's actually better viewed on the weekly chart with what I'm going to say. So they're around the former highs. They're either going to go sideways, eat time off the clock, and make another push higher. They're riding the 20-period moving average, but above all the moving averages, the trend is the dominant thing. It is the pull, the magnetic force pulling price up. The other side of that is if we do see a failure start to rear its head above water, then we won't make new highs, and we're back to the daily chart. She'll start to come back down, and we will have begun one of these type of situations, A, B, C, which is the same thing in the bullish format, just looking in the mirror. So where would we say resistance is? 
3850 to 3860 and then of course you have the highs daily closes above the highs and they're going higher if they can't and they start to come back down you could potentially have a lower high on your hands that's a bearish thing not a bullish thing what about smash mouth what's going on over here this is a pretty good proxy for the tech space as a whole pretty big day yesterday it was a huge gap and go back up above the 20 period moving average and the 50 period moving average all in one fell swoop we talked about it last week it was in fact on time it's of record it's on videotape and as long as smash mouth is above all the moving averages and you know the drill the trend is your friend there's nothing wrong with the tape have i told you how much i appreciate each and every one of you i know it's a shorter representation of the markets tonight but the market didn't do anything today so i certainly had my fair share of ad lib in here either way without you these videos are not possible one way or the other we're going to pull the ripcord here today i'm david frost my strategic forecast thanks again for tuning in to another episode of common sense market analysis